Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today interview series. We feel lucky to be able to talk to so many smart, passionate, and knowledgeable people in healthcare. Now, we're taking our favorite interviews and sharing them with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy perspectives on the world of health IT. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare IT Today, where we explore the latest healthcare technology trends and discover valuable insights in health IT. I'm Colin Hung, and today I am joined by Anissa Tutla, Executive Director at Ahima Foundation. Anissa, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Colin. Great to be here. I'm excited to talk to you because I was just recently at the Ahima 21 virtual conference, which I enjoyed, and I also enjoyed the year before. And during that conference, I learned a little bit about what the Ahima Foundation was doing and the initiative that you have, and I'm so glad you were able to come on the show today to talk a little bit more about it. Great. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So let me start by asking this question. Can you maybe give our uh, viewers and our listeners just a brief background of AHIMA Foundation and how it's related to AHIMA itself? Sure, sure. So the AHIMA Foundation uh, was established as the charitable arm of the American Health Information Management Association. It was established, the foundation was established back in 1997. And um, it has focused on research and also the training of health information management professionals. Um, So as the healthcare industry has really evolved and more resources and energy um, have been put into information sharing and access, we really did recognize in the foundation an opportunity to really broaden our mandate. And, you know, as a C3 charity, we have a public benefit mandate. Um, And one of the most significant gaps um, in information sharing really is the consumer's ability to consistently access, understand, and use their health information um, with confidence, might I add. So um, it's really our desire to close that gap and um, really through resource creation, partnerships, uh, research, et cetera. And so that led really to the creation um, of our Health Literacy for Health Equity Initiative that you heard about at conference. So let's talk a little bit about that. That's what got me so excited. Health literacy, it's, it's been such a buzzword. It's been such a, a need. Um, maybe before we dive too deep in it, can you give us a quick definition of, of health literacy and what that means to Ahima Foundation? Sure, sure. So, you know, the CDC's definition of health literacy is the degree to which an individual understands, can access, understand, and use their health information and services either for themselves or for someone else or a loved one. Um, And so, and they also importantly uh, in 2020 created a definition of organizational health literacy, which I think is really important um, in addressing that organizations have a responsibility uh, tied to health literacy. And that is, the degree to which um, organizations equitably enable individuals to find, understand, and use information and services for themselves or a loved one or someone else. So it's really important that these two really personal health literacy and organizational health literacy really do go hand in hand and the solution rests uh, in both, both of those areas. I really like how you have married the access problem to what is classically the health literacy problem, because it's one thing to, to know how to interpret and understand and use my health information. It's another to access it. And the two have to happen in order for me to become health literate, right? We oftentimes just focus more on understanding the, the information. And we don't really talk a lot about 
gaining access to it. So I really mm-hmm. like how your definition incorporates both sides. Yeah. Yeah. You you can't understand or use something that you can't access. So access is key. And, and, and certainly I think in this increasingly digital world, um, out of necessity uh, and, um, you know, as the last two years have shown us, I think it really underscores uh, the importance of access. I think you've hit on something there, you know, as we've become more digital, I think the expectation has gone up in terms of, well, if it's digital, then I should be able to access it, right? Whereas before, if it was a paper document or a paper process, I think there was some understanding that, okay, maybe I can't access it very easily. It's obviously in a paper file folder somewhere. But uh, since we've transformed uh, uh, most of healthcare to digital, now I think the expectation of patients and frankly of clinicians is, well, I should be able to access this stuff pretty freely. Yeah, yeah, freely, easily. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it really underscored that um, there's a big gap in who can access uh, their information. So that's, you know, something we've heard in the news. It was amplified in a way that um, really uh, we couldn't have predicted, but it, it really, there's an increasing urgency, I think, that to really address this issue of low health literacy. It's a pervasive problem. And, uh, you know, uh, there's, a, there's an urgent need to address it. And, and why, why is that need so urgent? Like what, what is having good health literacy do for a population or for an individual? Sure, sure. Well, certainly every single one of us is a healthcare consumer, uh, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as I mentioned, health literacy is really wide, widespread and it's a systemic issue. Um, it really affects tens of millions of Americans. I think nine out of 10 uh, is a stat that I'd seen, but it, it, it also crosses racial, geographic, socioeconomic, immigrant, uh, all kinds of lines, right? It really, impacts everyone. It, um, it also, I think, um, disproportionately impacts the most vulnerable in our society. But, you know, it, it's health literacy is important for a couple of key reasons that I think many of us have heard, but we can't repeat enough. Number one, I think, you know, we all need to be able to understand and use our health information um, and communicate with our care providers. I mean, really to make an informed decision about your health and your care, you need to obviously be able to understand and use your health information. Um, And I think, you know, there's lots of statistics out there about, you know, poor health literacy obviously contributes to poor uh, treatment adherence, in many cases, increased um, prevalence, chronic disease, and higher healthcare costs. There's lots of research that substantiates that. Um, And, you know, um, for for many, I think it's not talked about a lot, but I think low health literacy can also be stigmatizing, right? There's Mm -hmm. a sense of shame. And so if you're not you know, I think that can lead to um, individuals um, avoiding care altogether um, in those cases. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think, you know, it's important for each and every one of us. And um, as I said, I think it's more than just the measure of individual abilities. It's really about healthcare professionals um, and organizations needing to prioritize the development of uh, systems and technologies and interventions that really um, address, uh, that are really consumer centric that really address this problem. I, I totally hear you on that, especially around the, what you talked about. And if I am more familiar with 
the health data about me, then I have a little bit more trust about what's happening to with my care because I'm going to be more informed. I'm going to be more up to speed on what's being recommended for me. I won't be as afraid, which I think to your point, that fear drives people or keeps people away. They don't, uh, they won't participate in their care as opposed to using health literacy for something else. What what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. I think when you don't have it, I agree that people just don't come in and that's a bigger problem because then they'll wait until they have to go to the ED, right? Which we know is, the worst place to enter the health system. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) And too common, unfortunately, but yeah, yeah. Trust is really the cornerstone, um, you know, with regard to consumer engagement um, and knowing that your data is secure, knowing that you, um, you know, trust the information that you're seeing and, and to be able to really engage in your healthcare um, is really key. So, um, let's pretend for a moment that the foundation achieves all of its goals <laughs> with this health literacy project. What does that world look like? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Well, so for the past 20 years, I think healthcare, healthcare has really moved um, closer, I think, you know, to this idealized uh, vision of value-based patient-centered care. But I think, you know, technology advances certainly and um, process improvements and regulations, I think, have all you know, contributed to towards this vision. But health literacy, health equity, and consumer engagement, I think really are um, critical to take us really um, towards that uh, vision and take us all the way to that vision. And our goal is really to help consumers, as I mentioned, really access, understand, and use their health information with confidence. And we want consumers to become collaborators in their own Um, health and care. So achieving our goals really means a few things, Colin. One is Mm -hmm. every health consumer will have the capacity um, to access and interpret their health information with confidence. Um, Two, every consumer will be an advocate for their own health um, and a collaborator in their care or for um, a loved one. And then every, importantly, every corner of the American healthcare system will prioritize uh, systems and information and technology really dedicated to helping consumers become their own best advocates for health and care. I think everybody recognizes the importance of it, but often the resources and the commitment um, to follow through on that to really make an appreciable difference in addressing this pervasive health literacy problem isn't always there. So um, that's a critical piece of it as well. So that's what success would look like individual and uh, systemic. And Again, I love that third bullet of that you mentioned there. We're having to prioritize it is part of the goal because it's, it's one thing, again, health literacy is one of these things that we'll never solve it. it. It's an ongoing thing. And so we have to make sure we prioritize it to your point. I love that that's part of your end state goals that you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so you know, one of the things that we hear a lot about in terms of improving health literacy starts in schools. Like, and usually that discussion goes to, you know, the, the K through 12 system, which I view that as it's definitely important, but it's also long-term, right? And that's not going to help us tomorrow in terms of uh, raising health literacy overall. I mean, it, it certainly will help, but it's more of a, um, a foundational element for the future in my mind. Is there anything that we can do as 
health IT companies and healthcare organizations or just individuals who are really just passionate about this? Is there anything that we can do to kind of help with this, with improving health literacy? Yeah, you make a really good point. I think, you know, there's a, there's a longer term, um, you know, uh, and addressing this, this issue, um, I, I kind of, the parallel to financial health literacy are, is certainly there, right? So um, uh, this really consumer-centered and consumer-serving. Um, I think, you know, it's a complex and enormous challenge to, to your point, Helen, and it really requires complex, innovative solutions for consumers. And so I, I think momentum, momentum is really essential to our success. What we're really trying to do is we're looking for strategic partners, allies, health literacy and consumer engagement experts to really help um, you know, shape um, our initiative, ident identify potential partners and, and share their success stories. There are a lot of organizations working on this issue from different angles and different aspects of health literacy. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna take you know, a concerted force of all of us um, you know, to really find solutions that truly serve consumers. Um, right. And, um, you know, and I, I believe wholly it's possible and certainly recent regulations, I think more power will be put in the hands of consumers and just like financial literacy, right? Um, it's our uh, obligation, I think, to find tools and to build systems and processes that really do serve the best interests of consumers. Um, and we're looking for people who care about this issue. Uh, as much as we do, who have the same values around this issue and who really want to make an appreciable difference in, um, you know, in this problem. Well, on that note, uh, during the conference, uh, you came out with an announcement that you had formed a steering committee for your health literacy program. Can you maybe walk us through that announcement and what that means for, for your program? Sure. Yeah. Well, the steering committee, you know, is, is important in, um, in that it, um, it represents uh, a, a wide range of individuals um, that are looking at this problem from various perspectives. So we have um, educators and researchers, we have practitioners who are doing, you know, work locally to address this issue in a real substantial way. Um, we've got other association professionals, um, you know, who have also touched this issue and are making an appreciable difference. And I think, you know, we all approach this work with humility and it's important to, to create an avenue by which to learn and by which to, um, you know, really maximize an, uh, our impact and our efforts. We're not the first to obviously address this issue. We won't be the last, but we want to make sure that we're bringing uh, the experience and um you know, uh, knowledge and expertise of those who've been working in the space to really help not only shape this campaign, but also to help inform their work. And so, you know, it's, it's important just as, uh, you know, none of this work happens um, uh, by individual organizations, partnerships and collaborations are key to creating any kind of social change. And so that's really the idea behind the steering committee um, and who we've asked to participate. And um, I'm thrilled, you know, they've said yes. And you know, it's been um, it, it's been really important just and even to uh, launch our most recent campaign. Well, and it's interesting you say you know diversity was something that struck me as I looked at the individuals that were on that announcement, and they were not all from health systems, and they were not all sort of uh, experts in this field. They did come from a wide variety of, of uh, backgrounds, uh, mm -hmm. and I guess that's that's 
by design and also by by uh, choice in terms of who you were able to attract. That's a testament to to that. Yeah, those varying perspectives are so key, right? Um, to really, uh, you know, it's it's it, that diversity is fundamental to what we're trying to accomplish, and it's also, you know, um, we try to be as representative as possible um, and to bring these diverse perspectives um, as we're creating programs and. Uh, you know, so that's definitely the idea behind who we asked. And, um, you know, so our work is just starting. Um, but, uh, but you know, many of these uh, folks on the steering committee have been uh, working in health literacy for a long time and um, have done great work and will continue to do great work. And we're just thrilled to be collaborators and partners with them on this journey that the foundation's on. So just pretend for a moment that I'm a person that's not in healthcare. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so if I was like, let's say a, a leader at a banking institution or a teacher or something like that, what would you say to me to get me on board this health literacy train? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I would go back to, um, you know, the fact that either you as an individual or someone you loved, um, you know, has, is a healthcare, has had to be in the healthcare system, right? And and being an advocate for your own healthcare, understand, accessing, understanding, and using your information is critical to your health outcomes. And ultimately, right, that is what's most important, that better health literacy leads to better health outcomes. And, um, and, and again, we've all been patients. We've all been, uh, or, or caregivers of, of loved ones who've been patients. And, uh, you know, it's really important to be your own advocate. Uh, and to really um, harness that power and have the confidence and trust um, uh, to be able to, um, you know, engage with your care provider and ask questions and question what you're being told and all of that. It's really, really important. And, you know, health literacy and the, the kinds of information really ranges, right, from right. interpreting a test result to figuring out your bill. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's complex, as we all know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, being your own advocate um, and, and really understanding your information truly does lead to better health outcomes. And everybody deserves that chance and opportunity. And I think, you, you again, you hit on something that I found so key here. When we're talking about health literacy, we're not talking about turning everyone into a nurse or a clinician. We're talking about some very basics of like, why is it important for you to take this medication three times? And what is it actually doing, right? Like, what's it, what's it designed for? What's it meant for? Why do I have to wear this cast for, you know, X number of days and not move it and do the, you know, just simple things like that, understanding that level. And then, like you said, understanding something as simple as a test result and what the, what the key numbers really mean uh, can really help you better understand what you need to do as a, as an individual to improve or make some some small changes that might help your health, right? Yeah, yeah, and Colin, I think, you know, outside of the provider setting, you know, I think, um, you know, our aim is to really provide consumer-centered resources to help mm. you to understand, to help you to ask the right questions, to know your rights, you know, um, to put you in a better position to be able, when you are engaging with the healthcare system, um, that you know you're 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 armed with this information, and so it's actionable information that's actually useful to you, um, that helps you build your confidence, helps you to to be a better advocate. And you know, there's never enough of that kind of information, and um, and I think you know that's it's really key that it's really focused on on the individual consumer, um, 
and uh, you know. You can tell we're having a good conversation here, Anissa, because you know you're asking, you're answering the question that I was going to ask. Like, so um, what does the foundation put out? Because I went to the website, and you do have some of these tools available to the public, like the how to ask questions and and those kinds of things, where I can just, as a member of the public, just go ahead and, and use them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we have, we our initiative, Health Literacy for Health Equity. Um, uh, is an, it's a multi-year initiative that's really designed to, as I mentioned, nurture kind of solutions that are really based for consumers, caregivers, advocates, but also as well as um, you know, healthcare providers and uh, community stakeholders who really care about this issue of health literacy and access and equity. So um, we're about to launch uh, the Better Health is in Your Hands campaign. Um, and the, that's really the centerpiece of this initiative. And the goal of the campaign is really and to empower individuals to exercise greater control over their health information. Um, and so the primary hub of the campaign is a, a microsite um, where you as an individual consumer can find um, and download credible content um, and resources, again, to better access and understand your health information. So we'll, we're launching this um, very soon, um, next week, in fact, and, and we're going to continue to add content to it um, at a rapid clip here. Um, but I think, I think uh, there's a lot we take for granted, and I think, um, you know, this information is meant to be accessible and usable and, um, and, and helpful to individual consumers. So so that is our main focus now is to, to launch this site and to amplify that amongst um, with our partners um, at the community level, as well as um, through the digital channels as well. Well, we're getting close to the end of our time here, Anissa. So let me ask you this final question. Where can people go to find out more information about the foundation and the work you're doing? Well, please visit us at ahimafoundation.org. Um, there you'll, uh, you'll find a link um, also to uh, this uh, site that I mentioned about our campaign and um, you'll be able to find the information um, there. And, um, you know, we welcome your engagement and please reach out to us. If you're a healthcare provider, partner, et cetera, we'd love to talk with you. Um, please reach out to us and uh, we look forward to, to working with you. Awesome. Anissa, thank you so much for your time and for sharing all this wonderful information. Good luck to your initiative. It's so needed. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Colin. Great to be here. Hey, if you enjoyed this interview as much as I did, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you're listening and watching this. Also, head over to healthcareittoday.com to access our free resources, industry news, and insightful articles. You can also connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag HITSM. I'm Colin Hung. Thanks for being here.